Welcome to WingsCast in the 2008 Stanley Cup Playoffs. Here, coaches pre and post game press conferences only on DetroitRedWings.com. Want to sell this to Hello. Coach, over to your left here. Uh, what sort of lessons do you take from being at this point last season as you enter this series? Well, I think uh, the big thing is I've been real fortunate to be here. You know, this is my third time in, in five years, and it's it's a it's the best time of the year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you want to prepare as hard as you can and and get your team ready to go. But understand totally, it's it's about will and it's about determination and and it's about breaks and goaltending and. Uh, we're ready, and they're ready, and we think we're going to win, and they think they're going to win, and something's got to give. John? With Dallas likely keying on, you know, Franzen, Zetterberg, um, what are you looking for from, like, Samuelson and Hoodler for secondary scoring? Well, exactly. We're looking for everyone to score. I mean, you don't just go out there to kill the clock. There's... The reason these teams are here is because there's a number of people. Uh, Ribeiro, everyone's talking about Morrow, but uh, the Ribeiro trade has been a phenomenal trade for the Dallas Stars. And then you go to Richards, and then you go to Medano, or you want to go to Medano, Richards, and Ribeiro, whatever order. Those are good players. But there's other people on their team. Erickson has way more skill than people think. Mettinen shoots the puck in the net. Uh, Lettinen's as good a two-way player as there is in the league. Morrow's has significant. So you go through the whole roster. That's what you need to have success at this time of the year. We're going to do what we can to shut down their best people, and we're going to try to target their people and be as physical as we can and, and do what we have to do, and they're going to do the same. What You shuffled up your top two D pairings there today in practice. That's something... You wanted to take a look at, and what's the reason? And well, we did it. We did it during uh, uh, different times of the year. We did it in the Nashville series. Uh, there's a number of ways to look at it. Is uh, we got two real physical guys on the back end that hunt down players, and, and we like players that we're playing against to be a little bit nervous. So. You know, like everyone thinks that the D-man going back for the puck is the guy who gets run. Well, it's nothing wrong with the D-man running the guy coming to get him either. So uh, we're just making sure we got everything covered. Uh, I said to Nick this morning, hey, let's do this. Yeah, no problem. And he said, I played lots with Kroner, so give me Stewie. That was all. Uh, and Phil Pula's status? Phil uh, skated real well today. We yanked him off the ice prior to uh, a power play penalty kill. Um we're going to find out tomorrow. I mean, this is the first time he skated. He responded real well. We didn't push it, and so we'll see tomorrow. There's been a lot of hurry up and wait kind of in this whole getting ready for the series, talking about the expectations, what could possibly happen. Are you guys just ready to kind of hit the ice tomorrow? Yeah, obviously. I think it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great time of year, and, and sometimes we get so caught up in, in what's ahead that we don't enjoy what's going on. I can tell you that our players and myself have enjoyed winning two rounds and we enjoyed the time, but it's time to play. And when you're watching the other teams play and you're done, you always say, gee, are they ever good? Are they ever good? You can't believe, but you don't watch yourself like that. And so uh, 
we're prepared. I can tell you right now, we're rested, we're excited, uh, but but now you got to execute, and now you got to play hard and with determination, and and uh, we're a focused group, we're a determined group. Only time will tell. Got a question for Ken. Uh, with the explosion of, of Franzen in this postseason, can you take us back to the days when you were looking at him and, and what you thought he could do? And is there ever a point in time when a player exceeds what you may have even expected he could do for your team? Well, Franzen really was uh, Hawk and Anderson selected him uh, for us in the third round. He really is the man responsible for uh, Johan being a Red Wing. Um, first time that I saw Johan, we had already drafted him. Uh, I remember seeing him during the work stoppage play a couple of games um, in the Swedish Elite League. My first initial reaction was there was more there offensively than what he showed. Um, and then uh, as, as, a, as the summer wore on, I ended up hiring uh, Mike in uh, about July. Mike and, and Franson was on the World Championship team. and was again in, def- in a defensive role on the World Championship team. Didn't play a lot that, that tournament. Maybe played one or two games. He was in a defensive role in the Swedish Elite League. Mike and I talked. Uh, Mike had seen him practice a little bit with the Swedish team in the, in the World Championships. We watched him play. Mike was over there with a coaching symposium or something for a few days. And we, you know, Mike and I had known each other for 10 years. We were just kind of sitting beside each other and, and, and gabbing uh, up a storm. And, uh, and then... Um, he came over to training camp, and uh, it was really the first time we'd seen him play in the NHL. And, and I think the first thing Franson did was he won over Mike defensively. Mike put him and uh, Dan Cleary together, killing penalties the first year. That was our second uh, PK unit. And ultimately, uh, we've always thought uh, he had more to give offensively. He had five preseason goals in six games this year. Unfortunately, got hurt the last preseason game. Uh, we really thought this was going to be his breakout year. As it turned out, obviously, it has been his breakout year. We thought it was going to start in October. His breakout year really started in March. Uh, Coach, can you tell me a little bit about Cranwell's importance in this series? Well, it's really important. you know, I guess a number of facets. Number one is he's a character, character guy, but he's an elite hockey player with and without the puck. He gets the puck. He's leading, him and Robodeye are leading the league from the back end and scoring with eight points apiece. Uh, but the dimension that makes him different than Rafi and Nick is he's out there hunting you down. He's looking for you. And he, he's going to get somebody in this series, I guarantee it. And now they're going to be trying to get him, but uh, he... He just makes you nervous. You got to know where he is, and he gets to play against good players. And they have good players, and and he'll be physical. I guarantee he remembers Lundqvist putting him out of the playoffs last year. Players have good memories, so uh, Lundqvist is a good body checker and comes after you hard. And but Corona's a good body checker too. Coach, uh, when talking to some of your some of your players, they talk about Chris Osgood's quiet confidence and and how he's never given up and how he uh, is almost the comeback kid where he's he's slated to be the second goalie on everybody's minds and and then he makes the most of all opportunities. You're probably not surprised by him being six and zero, but why why is he able to maintain this sort of uh, quiet confidence that he portrays to us? Well, anybody who told you he's quiet was lying to you. He's not quiet. But he does have confidence, and uh, he's just a great person, number one, and he loves being a Red Wing. Uh, you know, Kenny drafted him, had him here forever a number of times, and, and I, I think the biggest 
thing is, that, and I talked about this a number of times, is he reinvented himself. He went back one summer after his first year back here and learned how to butterfly. And as simple as that seems, like he'd always say to me, the 15-year-old kids butterfly better than I do. Well, you can't play in the league today without that ability. And so he fixed his game and reinvented himself. And I think a lot of us have to do that whether we're a writer, whether we're a coach, whatever walk of life we're in, it's about lifelong learning and getting better or someone else has your job. And if Ozzy hadn't made those adjustments, he still wouldn't be playing. But he's made the adjustments and with his his mental set and his athletic ability and his knowledge and his veteran play, he's able to carry all those things plus his butterfly into feeling good. And he's earned the right to be confident and he gives our team confidence and he's playing real well right now and all the power to him. See you tomorrow.